top being lowered, and I'm telling you, folks, look at this steel structure, Mike. I asked one of them to describe it to me. He said it's almost like a steel moody van. That's what he feels like. I tell you, the stakes just got raised to a level that we never expected. As the dome drops into position, you're right, it's almost like this is a steel asylum. I like that, a steel asylum. Wrestling history, first ever tear dome match. Welcome to the Full Nelson Press Podcast, episode 36, Extreme Rules 2016 edition. I am the creator of the thefullnelsonpress.com. My name is Brandon Kirkpatrick. You can find me on Twitter at JohnnyJonny underscore Tango. I'm here with the man who held the door, Peter O'Brien. You can also find him on Twitter at MVP360. And of course, you can follow the Full Nelson Press on Twitter at TFNP. Pete, are you ready to go extreme? First of all, Game of Thrones reference? Uh, yeah. Right? Wow, this show is so good. So good. Extreme Rules happened on uh, May 22nd, and we are going to start with the kickoff show. The kickoff show itself is the same people that we always get on it. Renee, Booker T, The King, and Corey Graves. The one funny thing about this, though, Renee keeps calling Extreme Rules payback throughout the entire kickoff show. It is pretty awesome. So we watched this together, which was yes. fun. Uh, yeah, it was a good time. <laughs> yeah, that was good. You were craving wings. You would not leave until you got wings. And I got them, and they were so mediocre. <laughs> uh, your buddy, the Undertaker guy, came out. Yep. So he comes out, cool guy. But then, like, we get to, like, the third match, and he's, he's like, wait, Undertaker's not on the card? And we're like, no. And he, then he just got up and left. He books. What? And that's that's typical. That's typical him. Like if Undertaker's not on the card, he has no interest. Oh, <laughs> rude. It was rude. He's gonna be so mad at us. <laughs> so let's get into some of these matches, right? First thing that happens, the Dudley Boys come out and they cut a heel promo. Big Cass comes out, but only Cass comes out. Why was Enzo? Why was he on the following night's Raw? Why not use him in the kickoff show? All he would have to do is just talk. Yeah. And then Cass could do the fighting, and that's it. It's done. Exactly. But no, Cass comes out, they get in a scuffle, Cass gets the upper hand though, and ends up, the Dully Boys end up hitting each other in the ring, and then he leaves. That's it. It's it's typical with this whole Cass versus the Dudley Boys thing. Yeah. Like, this is old news. I was done. I don't care. It, they need to get back into the spotlight where they were before they got hurt. Right. Boom, bam, done. Uh, one other thing, though, when Enzo does return, he drops the mic a second time. Yup. Oh, man, third time, they might release him. He's too excited, though. Like, he runs out there, and he's like, I'm too pumped. I mean, whatever, it happens. <laughs> it it does happen. Lillian Garcia is still on the roster, so. Yeah, good for her. Uh, next, we're getting pumped up about this interview with uh, Rusev and Lana, but who cares? Moving on. 
Thank you. Like when that happened, I was like, why? Why? I don't. Care. <laughs> right. Right. Holy cow! I don't care. We already get Rusev is like one of the luckiest men out there. Yep. We know. So our next thing is an actual first match: the notice qualifications match between Baron Corbin and Dolph Ziggler. Again, the Andre the Giant statue is out for no reason. I don't get it. I don't know why it's there, but it's there. It sure is, and we're so happy. All of us in the crowd were just we were so excited for it we were excited for this match yeah i was up in arms because oh man it's a no dq match so they could do anything and what do they do they have a technical wrestling match yeah the only things that were no disqualification were no counts and like the end which was uh baron corbett just hitting Dolph in the nuts yeah that was and it that was it that was it and that was it mm-hmm. couldn't believe it uh, uh all right so that is and, and hey they're still feuding the following night on raw which is what we all needed. Yeah. And we were all hoping right. for. So. When people look back at Bayer Corbin's career, they're going to be like, Dolph Ziggler. Basically. Like, that's all they're going to do. Give him somebody else. Give him Apollo Crews. I would love to see that. I'd be cool with that. But then the actual Extreme Rules pay-per-view begins. Our first match of the night is a tornado tag match. I love tornado tag matches. The Usos versus the club. This match wasn't bad, especially because uh, Luke Allows and Carl Anderson kind of dominated most of this match, which was so cool. Yeah. Yeah, the match wasn't bad at all. I enjoyed it. I liked what they did. I, I like that, you know, the club got the win, thank God, because they were going to give the Usos another one over these guys. What was the point of calling them? <laughs> exactly. And, I mean, it was a really good match. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Another thing about this one, it wasn't like 1v1 and why two people, like, like sleep outside the ring. There was a good couple times where it was like a two-on-one where they were doing, like, double teams and combos. It was really good. I really liked this, but mostly because of the Bullet Club. The Usos, were, they, they were just kind of there. Because the Usos do a super kick in a Samoan drop. That's it. Do you think the WWE is starting to realize that with the with the Usos and be like, maybe they're just good for merchandising? I don't even think they're good for merchandising. John Cena's even shaking his head like, guys, you need one more move at least. Right. Like the super kick by them is just getting old. It's like not exciting anymore. They do the Samoan drop. Yeah. Like I said. And a splash. That's all they do. All right. Done with you. Moving on for the WWE United States Championship match. Kalisto versus Rusev with Lana Ringside. Now, Pete, it is extreme rules. So what gimmick do they give this match? Nothing. Which, basically, after watching the Corbin match, it's like, what's the point of giving them a stipulation? Exactly. It's just frustrating because you could have given something, just even if it was a chairs match. Yeah. Or a tables match would have been awesome. Exactly. Because anybody can lose in a tables match and not look like they're weak at all. Yep. No, everyone gets over in a tables match. But, of course, can't be that way. One other thing, though. Uh, Kalisto does some spinning kick off the ropes. And uh, Rusev just double fist punches him in the air and swats him like a fly. That was so, so cool. I really enjoyed that. A lot of more people need to do something when Kalisto's jumping off that rope. Because you get hit every time. Someone's got to counter it more. Uh, Rusev does a bear hug. Uh, he then turns it into a torture rack. Kalisto then reverses that into a sleeper hold. And it's like a good, like five minutes of just awkward standing in the ring holds whatever i'm done with this i'm done with this rivalry <laughs> i am too like i was so bored with it and when i saw it got announced again i'm like ugh, nothing fresh but at least rusev has the belt now well did you see who they're uh, gonna have a feud with next oh titus o'neill 
Really? I like that. I am excited to see what that ha- what happens there, but I I don't I don't see Titus doing anything. Uh, the match ends with Kalisto falling off the top ropes after uh, Rusev just pushes him ringside. He just falls right down to the mat. A medic's trying to check out him like it's something serious, but it's not. And then Rusev just grabs him, uh, puts him in the accolade, and then just breaks him in half. And that's the match. Kalisto taps out. And then Kalisto really sold it by sitting there just going, <laughs> like he was breathing so hard. Right? And it's like, dude, you're good, hopefully. <laughs> I don't know. With everyone getting hurt, uh, he, he might really be hurt. No, he's fine. He's fine. All right. He's good. Uh, next match is for the WWE Tag Team Championship match, the New Day versus the VOD Villains. Uh, the New Day comes out and they call the VOD Villains uh, and call them a couple of hoes and that they're going to put them in the ground. Yeah. Uh, New Day kind of stretching it there with that one, I think. Well, it's like, what are you going to kill some hookers and then throw them in the ground? Is that <laughs> what you were getting at? Because a hoe? Like, I don't get it. This week on Up, Up, Down, Down, Grand Theft Auto. Nice. Big E and Xavier Woods takes on Vod Villains. I think I think Woods listened to the last show, man, when you ripped into him. About now wrestling? Yeah, because he, he put on a show. He did a Hadouken in the ring. Hadouken! Which is great. I mean, I like watching Xavier Woods, but still, if he never wrestled again, I wouldn't care either. Uh, he also did, like, for the most part, just, like, stay in the Vod Villains corner for most of the matches. Yeah. Beating. Uh, Big E just just destroyed him and then at the end uh kofi kingston ends up kicking simon god to the face um and uh, woods gets the pin yep and then it's just like so are you heel like i don't get it uh new day's new day yeah new day's new day i don't think anyone really cares anymore what they do what's next for new day i don't know why that feud's done they could have kept going with that feud a little longer no we don't know if it's done yet so I would see him fighting the pod villains again, or I think Enzo and Casket put in like a triple threat tag match. I think Bunny the Bank, we're going to see Dudley Boys versus Enzo and Cass. And then maybe at SummerSlam, we see the New Day. So I think you're right. I think the next one is going to be VOD villains get a rematch. Yep. So I think that's where they're going with that. The next match, the match of the night, the Intercontinental Championship Fatal 4-Way match. The Miz with Maurice defends his title against Kevin Owens, Cesaro, and Sami Zayn. That match was epic. It was so good. And it really shows that all four of those guys are headliners. They could run a show. They were great. All of them were so good together. So let's go through this match here. Uh, the first thing that happens, Sami Zayn knocks out Kevin Owens with a haluva kick right away. Yeah. He knocks him all the way into the next pay-per-view. Kevin Owens wakes up and it's Money in the Bank. It was so good. Like, it caught everybody off guard. It was such a great move. So Cesaro then knocks out the Miz and everyone's like, eh, that's all right, predictable. Yep. Uh, but then we get Cesaro versus Sami Zayn. These two go at it, which is amazing. They're, they're, they're great in the ring together. They have a couple great spots together, and then it just turns into Zayn's and Owens again. couple great spots with them. This was going all over the place. Uh, I loved how it wasn't too much of two wrestlers in the ring. There was a lot of times there was three, uh, even all four. Uh, at one point, they did the all four people on top of the top rope and threw each other down. Stuff like that was super cool. God, it was such a good match. I loved it so much. Mm-hmm. And what's great, too, is that they let him go. The move where Zayn goes on Cesaro's shoulders and flips him over for a powerbomb. So good. Yeah, I, I want to call it the flip a rooney I don't know what it is, but it was just awesome. Yeah. Such a good move. Haluva flip. Yeah, and then I saw, well, I've seen that movie on NXT, too. 
And I was like, these guys have such a huge future of fighting each other for, like, ever. And then Cesaro, he ends up getting the uh, the sharpshooter on Miz. This is exactly what I was predicting, like, some kind of cool heel tactics from the Miz. He ends up grabbing Maurice and pulling her in. This ends up uh, distracting the ref. The ref walks over to the ropes and saying, hey, you got to get out of here. Miz then starts tapping the sharpshooter, but he's so close to the ref, he's almost hitting him in the butt. He should at least hear or feel the tapping behind him, but he doesn't. Uh, Miz gets out of the sharpshooter. Yep. And Miz was so good in all of his spots, too. He did such a great thing throughout the whole match. Everything. He sold it. He did good when he needed to. He was perfect. He did a couple surprise uh, skull-crushing finales, which was really cool. There was a couple times I think he almost pinned Cesaro. Cesaro kicked out of one. I thought that was it. Really talented. Uh, Kevin Owens did the frog splash to the Miz. Sammy hits another halluva kick on Cesaro, but Kevin Owens pulls him out, and they start battling outside. And then this was the only kind of damper to this was just it cuts to to Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn fighting outside the ring, and we don't get to see a half the count of Miz yeah. pinning Cesaro. It was just bad timing. It was so bad, because next thing you know, we're sitting there, we're just like, uh, what? Yeah. Miz won? Because we didn't see it. I like. I felt like they could have gone on a little bit more and done a, a little bit better of a finish, even if it was that same finish, just better executed. Yeah. I still loved it, though. Oh, yes, absolutely. After this amazing match, we then get... The Asylum match, Dean Ambrose versus Chris Jericho, and you said it right away, and we were feeling the same way, like the crowd was exhausted. They did not want to go through with this match. And what sucked about the match was it moved so slow. Yeah, the only, like, the last, like, 10 minutes of this match really mattered, but the match itself was 26 minutes long. I had to look it up. Uh, They used a kendo stick, a belt, a straight jacket. Okay. And you had to climb all the way up to get it. Yeah. It just moved so slow. I I was done with the match after five minutes because nothing was happening. Oh, I know. If I would have done this differently, I would have just tied the, like, chairs and and actual real usable weapons and just tied them to the cage so they could just rip them off at any time instead of hanging them up like a bunch of stupid pinatas all the way around the damn thing. It was dumb. I don't want to see another Asylum match. Please don't, don't make this a thing. Please. Yeah. Or you could make it a thing if you kept the weapons down. Because it was seriously boring. Until finally the tags got thrown out. Which was kind of funny. The bucket was just up there the whole time. Dean finally grabs the bucket, opens it up, and there it is, a bag. He throws them out. The funny thing, it's great because it's like, who's going to land on the tacks first? Uh, But in this process, there's a couple near falls, and you see the ref, like, clearly tag his hand and slap right into a couple tacks. That was just the best because you could even see, like, when he even did Dirty Deeds or whatever, like, Ambrose's back was just as hurting as much because he's like, oh, that was a stupid idea. Right. Before that, though, they do get the uh, the barbed wire and use it on Dean Ambrose, and it looked bad. It looked tacky. You could tell it didn't hurt. It was really bad. And I'm not asking for you to hit Dean Ambrose with barbed wire. I'm just asking you to stop advertising it in the first place because it just it doesn't look good. It looks stupid. That is the truth. Jericho goes for a code breaker on Ambrose, but Ambrose catches him and then just decides to throw him right into the tax. Uh, yep. Good on Jericho for taking that. Uh, yeah, then Dean Ambrose does the dirty deeds, but lands in the tax himself, uh, pins him, and then wins. Good job, Dean Ambrose. So the next thing that we get is actually a, a submission match 
uh, for the WWE Women's Championship, the first of two main events, which is super cool. Uh, it's Charlotte versus Natalia. Slick Rick is banned from ringside. Uh, this match pretty much, I, I liked it. I really did enjoy it. It really showed off the technical side of both Charlotte and Natalia. Yeah, I wasn't worried about that. I literally wasn't. I was more worried about the finish when, like, it started. Because I'm like, no way Natalia's getting this. But Rick's gone. What are they going to do? Because you knew it wasn't going to be a clean win to keep Charlotte to keep the heat on her. Right. So that's what I was waiting for. Yeah, there wasn't too much to it. But then when Dana Brooke came out, it was dumb. As soon as the music hit, I knew something just gimmicky was coming out. And doesn't this still kind of just break the rules? I don't know. I feel like it should be no one should enter. That should just be the rule at all time. Uh, but Dana Brooke comes out, distracts Natalia. Uh, Charlotte then uh, throws her into the figure 16 lock and uh, gets her to tap. And that's the end of the match. Uh, uh, Brooke, though, is super excited, runs in. And just starts kicking Natalia and running all all amok. Charlotte actually has to like tell her to cool it. Yeah, that was weird. Dana looked out of sorts. Dana is missing the fact that Emma's gone because that was supposed to be the original plan. Oh, I know. But hey, thankfully she didn't get stuck with Eva Marie because there were some rumors of that was going to happen. Ugh. Yeah. Yuck. Yeah, not good. Uh, one good thing though, the following night on Raw, uh, Charlotte breaks up with Flair. Finally. Yeah, and everyone like didn't care. Yeah. That, I fast-forward through that. Like, I, I was like, okay, good. About time. This is done, right? Good thing you did. Because, yeah, I saw Flair cry, and I'm like, thank God. She wished death upon him. Who wrote that? Yeah, that's what I don't get. Like, some of the writing has just been just brutal. Charlotte said some things that are just like, wow. Get out of my ring! What are you, hard of hearing? I said get out! don't need you anymore you're immortal to them to me dead get out of my ring i'm done with this sad story get out who's the writer that was like that's great put that in there the next match of the night is the main event, the Extreme Rules match for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Roman Reigns defends his title against AJ Styles once again. This match just isn't about to start. The best line of the night, Byron Saxon says he has goosebumps. Yeah, okay. Uh, the match itself, they battle in, in in the ring for a little bit, then they end up outside of the ring, and then they start battling on top of the commentating tables, uh, but that doesn't really go anywhere. Uh, they then decide that they want to go see what Renee Young is up to, so they go over to the kickoff panel. Roman then throws them onto the table a good couple times. I really enjoyed this match. I thought it was a good match. Uh, you're not going to get any disagreements on that. All right. It was a good match. It was a really good match. Yeah. They made it back to the ring, uh, and then... <laughs> AJ Styles decides he's going to pull the padding off the floor, and it's just not working. So poor Mike Chiotto had to walk over and stand on the corner of the padding to keep it up. Uh, he tries to go for the Styles clash, tries to kill Roman. Roman reverses it. They did go through the tables. Uh, they were on top of the commentating tables. AJ Styles tried to go do some kind of running move, and Roman just flips him over his shoulders, and he lands right on top of the tables. Roman then picks up Styles and, like, swings him against the ring, and then swings him against the wall. Yeah, that was awesome. That was really cool. Uh, they then destroy, decided to destroy more of the barricade because they didn't want anything left for them to clean up. Uh, Siles goes for a, a phenomenal forearm from top of the ropes, but uh, Roman goes in with a Superman punch and punches him, and he falls 
uh, on the side of the ring and then falls outside. Things like that. It was just, it was really cool. But then, of course, the club ends up showing up. Then the Usos show up. And this just fell right into the same ending that we got, like, at Payback. That's where it went down. Yeah. Is this when AJ flipped out and smacks Reigns with the chair a ton of times? Oh, it was total nonstop action. He just goes berserk with the chair. And then he does his finisher and Reigns kicks out. Yep. I'm sorry, but that's bad. That just really makes Reigns unstoppable. He did the Styles Clash on top of a chair. And he still kicked out. Roman reverses another phenomenal forearm into a, a spear and then uh, pins him and gets, and gets the win. I feel like AJ Styles did take enough damage throughout the whole match that it does kind of justify the spear, but I feel like Roman had taken just as much in that small amount of time there, and watching it just made it look like Roman was unstoppable. Yeah, it's pointless then. They also said, like, I I saw one tweet that was like, Marks be like, he only hit him with one spear and he kicked out. It's the fact that he took a flat-out chair beating and he kicked out, but yet one of his finishers knocks a guy out. Right. I'm sorry, that's stupid. It was just bad pacing and bad timing at the end. It was bad. It was a bad move. At least have Rain spear him through a table and then win. Right. That would be, then I would have been like, okay, he's exactly. out. Exactly. They needed a bigger spot at the end for us to justify Roman winning. Yep. One thing though, f- you crowd. Some of the people in the crowd were just angry. Like they were doing some really cool things, Roman Reigns and AJ Styles, and they were still chanting, you still suck to Roman. And Don't they... even say that. I love that. That was so good. No. Why is it bad? This guy's giving 100%. He's actually so he doing still sucks. Good. He doesn't suck. He doesn't suck in a match. That powerbomb he had, that sit-down yeah. powerbomb, amazing. Good for him. He still sucks. <sighs> I'm still not going to sit here and say he's really good. I'm just saying he doesn't deserve I to be getting booed it. out of the building. Yeah, he does. That's what what a heel does. Mm. That is what they're doing. I don't care. We'll never agree on this. I thought it was awesome. Nope. He should have been booed right out of the building. Disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but they did start cheering for him when he was holding up the title. But then you find out that's just because Seth Rollins was coming down. Yep. Ends up going the pedigree to Roman Reigns. The crowd goes nuts. We're going to see at Money the Bank, the guy versus the man. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be sweet. I cannot wait. Yeah, I've been waiting for that match for a while. Yeah, because we haven't seen that. No. There was one time they were supposed to have a match, and Roman Reigns ended up having like a medical emergency. I think it was like his appendix or something. Mm -hmm. And then the next time, it was Seth Rollins' current injury that he just got over. So it's going to be fun. What do you want to grade? Extreme Rules 2016. Give it a B minus. I want to agree with you. B minus as well. Because... It was extreme. Yeah, I mean, you can have extreme rules to make more extreme rules matches and make it more extreme. There was only two matches that I really enjoyed, and that was the uh, the women's match and the Fatal 4-Way. The extreme rules match was good, but like the ending just was just the same as last month. They did not do anything crazy. What did you think, though, of the, because I think we've, we've now finished it right now, the Roman Reigns and AJ Styles feud? I loved it. I did, too. I thought they did a good job with it. Could have been better. You know what? It's a start. If creative keeps going in maybe this more of a direction, I didn't mind this storyline. I didn't mind this feud. It was fun. Yeah. More of this. Absolutely. Dud of the night, Pete. Uh, you first. Me? I always go first. You go first. All right. I'm going to go with AJ Styles. Why? He's losing. He shouldn't have lost this match. No. So that's why he's my dud. I'll probably have to put uh, Big Cass because I just felt it was rushed and wasted okay. and boring. And <laughs> boring. I will agree. Uh, Stud of the night, I'm going to go with Seth Rollins. Well, yeah, he's back. Right. I'll actually go with Sami Zayn okay. because I thought he tore it up in that match and it shows that like he could put on a match with three different guys and make like great ring work with all three of them. 
All right, man. So let's get into some uh, unrelated news to Extreme Rules just for fun. Uh, according to SeasonZero.com, uh, the creator of Orange is the New Black and Weeds is working on a brand new Netflix series revolving around women wrestling. Uh, the show is reportedly called Glow and tells the story of a struggling actress in the 1980s and ends up landing a role on... From the Riviera Hotel in the entertainment capital of the world, Las Vegas, Nevada, David McLean Enterprises and the Independent Network present... Glow, gorgeous ladies of wrestling. Now, this is an actual wrestling promotion. I remember watching this. It was on like on like midnight on Fox uh, when I was a kid because it it premiered off and on between. I had to look this part up. It was 1986 all the way up to 2001, and I can remember watching this around like 98. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually excited about this. I don't know anything about it. You need to send me a link so I know. This is all the information. I, I can't be excited for something I haven't seen. The one thing I wanted to bring up, though, your move, WWE Network. Let's see you do a drama of wrestling. I would watch that. Yes, I, I would tune in. Paige and Alberto Del Rio, do you want to talk about that? No, because I'm jealous. <laughs> So they're a thing. I can't believe it. Really? Wow. He pulled that off. I don't know. Man. Good for you, Del Rio. Good for you. There's even more to the story. So there's some pictures that go around with them at Disneyland. That was how I found out about it. Uh, apparently, they've been together, though, for a couple months since even before WrestleMania. There's also noted that they might have a feud between Paige and Charlotte on WWE TV because at one time, Charlotte did have a brief fling with Alberto Del Rio. Del Rio is kind of the man. Del Rio don't care. Del Rio don't care about anybody but himself. That's what makes his character awesome. I, I hope they go more with this, like, him just being, like, I don't know, just a dick on television, yeah. just about this whole thing. They're not going to put this on Total Divas. They're going to use this for more of a WWE TV feud is what I've heard, but things can always change. And I bet if Total Divas keeps going the way it does, we will see them on there soon. Like, could you imagine if, like, Del Rio was like, hey, Charlotte, what's up? Yeah, here you're going on page. Yeah, because you wouldn't touch my dick. Bye, bitch. And, like, turn and just walk away. <laughs> That's funny. That'd be great. You see Zeb Coulter then pull up with a scooter? You can touch mine if you want. Get out of here, Zeb. You're going to be fired tomorrow. What? And he, like, peels away all sad. One last thing. Thought we could predict maybe the Money in the Bank winners. Right now we know Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Chris Jericho, Dean Ambrose, and Alberto Del Rio are in it. There is still one spot left. Who do you think that spot's going to? I have no idea, actually. I don't know where they're going to go with that. I have an idea. I think... They're kind of planting the seeds for maybe Sheamus and or Apollo Crews. I could see both of them joining into it, and I would be okay with that. I really want Apollo Crews into it. He's not ready. He shouldn't have been called up. Sorry. I like Apollo Crews, but he's definitely not ready. Did you see that debacle with him and Jericho on Raw? Uh, Yeah, he almost killed him. Yeah. <laughs> He, uh, Jericho goes for a lion salt, and Apollo Crews stands up right in the middle of uh, Jericho V in midair. And then you hear him apologize on on screen. Yep. I don't want him to win it. I just want him in the match. I, I hope – I'd like to see – I don't know. I'm really tied here. I want to see Kevin Owens with it, but I'd rather see Sami Zayn cash it in on Kevin Owens later this year. I wish uh, Corbin or Balor, somebody like that comes in but who knows maybe they'll do like a mystery thing yeah all right man well that is the full nelson press podcast episode 36 extreme rules 2016 edition anything else you want to add i just want to say fans i've been battling a head cold for like the past four days if i'm not like up to speed it's probably because i'm a little loaded on cough syrup but thanks for listening of course we appreciate everyone who's been listening tell your friends we yeah. just want to keep this thing going. We want to make wrestling fun for you as well. Exactly. We want to make it funny. Funny. 
Right. So, uh, suck a butt. Yeah, bet. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. And if you're watching us on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe and like this video. Leave us a comment. We might even read it on our next show. And I'll try not to berate you, but no, probably. If you're listening to this on iTunes, please subscribe and leave us a review. You have no idea how much that helps. I guess Stitchers has a thumbs up button now, so that's a thing. You can find us on Facebook, Wrestling Amino Tambler. Or just search for the Full Nelson Press on any social media site. You can also go to thefullnelsonpress.com for all of our past episodes and original WWE art created by yours truly. Go watch some wrestling.